Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 what, what is his goal? Welcome back to the immigrant section. I'm your host Abbas Wahab, and in the studio today we've got Raheel Sheikh from the fuck your bud. Fuck your bud. Let me finish it, bro. Sorry, what the sorry, fuck? Sorry, you sorry. got no respect. Got I was gonna say Raheel Sheikh from the Wet Beak podcast, but you fucked it up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are the same studio. We have the same producer, our trusty producer uh, Patrick, who's all about gold right now, dude. He's wearing a gold chain and a gold watch. What It's happened very to Eastern you, European? <laughs> yeah, very Eastern European. Uh, I've had that stu- stuff on. Normally, I'm just wearing like a sweatshirt, or I have it underneath my shirt. Mm, I never saw that chain that you're wearing up until today, dude. That's man. Last time he was wearing a uh, Soviet volleyball team like blaze. <laughs> I swear, like varsity jacket. Yeah, yeah. Like had the, the hammer and everything. The Navy swim team a Navy swim suit team. from the Soviet Union. That's actually way more badass than <laughs> volleyball. Yeah. My bad. My bad about the volleyball thing. No, no, that's <laughs> about right. There, I think there are volleyball versions of that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, man? Fuck yeah. Just chilling, dude. We run in the same motherfucking house and uh, we have, you, yeah. it's been so long since, like, I don't know why we had this long to cross the fuck over. Yeah, we, had, uh, we have uh, a little bit of a shitty rule on the wet big that's the reason we haven't crossed over yet where we we're just a bunch of insecure two comics we're like nah we don't need another comic to out funny us we have our producer to out funny us already we don't need another actual comic doing that yeah patrick will out knowledge you does patrick ever go on rants of like uh just knowledge oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah pertinent facts but still just like just lined up boom 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 Wikipedia, uh, all about right? irish fucking facts <laughs> yeah, right. You're like Jesus, man. I don't even want to interrupt them. This is just like factual. Dude, as most fuck. of our most of the wet beak is me and James Easy, James arguing about something and looking Patrick and him going on answer. Yeah, one of you is right or one of you. Is, that's that's pretty much our point. Who's correct? Yeah, who's correct? James Easy is another Toronto comic. So Raheel actually met this uh, this cat here in Toronto. This mm-hmm. so you moved to Toronto what year? I moved in 2013, not to Toronto. I moved to uh, Windsor. Do you know Windsor? Windsor, Ontario. Yes. Is that where you? That's where you first came to Canada. Yes, I came to Canada there first. I landed there in 2013, and honestly, man, when I landed, I had no idea that Windsor is like a small town. It is. A, yeah, it's like, right next to Detroit. It's yeah. on the other side of the border to Detroit. So basically, everyone in Windsor is going, "Fuck! I wish I was in Detroit right now." Yeah, right? oh, like no one's oh, happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. Detroit, yeah. Because Windsor's whole economy was based off of that Detroit. University. Yeah, and they had a one <laughs> university there. But apparently, when I went there, the GM building shut down too. So it was a very desolate place, Detroit, back then. Yeah, shut down like operations, but like when you look across the water, you still see the GM building, yeah. right? They didn't break them. <laughs> and down, you know what's right? funny, dude? They still had the go. lights on. Sorry? They still had the lights on. Oh yeah! Every pro- single night, like heavy lights too. Dude, I it, uh, for some reason I'm of the opinion that any large machinery, it's more costly to turn it off than it is to just keep it running. Nice. You know, I oh, feel like that's how like yeah, yachts work yeah. and cruise ships and buildings. I'm assuming it's like maybe it's so expensive to turn that shit off. Apparently, with fire hose too. I saw this video, a training video of firemen trying to contain a fire hose that's throwing water out. And someone commented like, "Why That's not like just, a projector? Yeah. yeah, why not just switch it off? But like you said, sometimes it just takes more power to switch it back on again. So they just keep it running, right? So they train these people so, how so, to fucking. So how do you catch it? What's the technique? You just think of it as like a big dick. 
You know what I mean? Like a big <laughs> yeah. dick that's coming. Like a They're like you, yeah, 60 inch yeah. dick. <laughs> the way you want to think about this is it's just a cock. All it's right? just a big old At cock. At the end of the day, it's just a flinging cock. And act right? natural, you know? Act yeah. natural the way you would act Everyone's like, a cock. So, someone's writing, they they, oh, they look over <laughs> someone's shoulder, he writes just a flinging just cock. Underlines it twice. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this kid's ready for a quiz. Yeah. yeah, man. So I moved to Windsor in 2013. I moved here to get uh, my master's degree at University of Windsor. Rail is uh, another engineer, engineer turned comedian. Yeah. But the thing is, we don't have rings. They don't hand us out rings in uh, India for engineers. Yeah, but I guess that is because there are so many engineers there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, the ring budget would be huge. Out of the world. Like, if we started paying for rings, there would be no money left for cows, bro. What right, the or a diploma. Is? Look, you can have a ring, but we can't give you a diploma. It's nope. just, it's one or the other. You can right? have the ring or you can have a computer to program on. You decide what you want. Did you guys in your graduation have the flat brim hat with the little thing hanging down? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was very, yeah. You have to have that, right? Right. Yeah, that's Charlie new. We also did this thing where we threw the hat and all that fucking. You see all those in coming of age jumped movies. And time paused. Yeah, yeah, dude. I have all those fucking <laughs> cliched photos yeah. of me when I was a like fan. Anchorman. So, yeah, dude. I throw all the photos and I'll, yeah, I moved to Windsor. Do you remember uh, the first piece of like? Do you remember leaving the airport? Because Windsor Airport, uh, actually, I don't, I can't even pick. Did you fly into Detroit or Windsor? No, or so Toronto. I, I flew. Yep, I flew into to Toronto Pearson, and then I took a. You took a Robart? Or yes. Did you uh, what's, that, what's it called? Uh, the Airbus? Or did you take Robert, the train? What's the first thing that he said? Robarts. Robarts. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the one. Airbus. Yeah, yeah, so it's like it was like $60 and they dropped me off at Windsor. Yeah. And you know what's funny, dude? So Windsor is a very small Immigrants town. take that. It's right next to customs. Yes, it's right there. Someone told oh. me. Also, my friend was like, yo, just take that and come here. So I took that. And I went to Windsor, and it's a very small town, right? And so we—it's a town of roughly maybe two hundred, three hundred thousand, or maybe one hundred and one to two hundred thousand people. I'd probably say. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's like very divided. Like there are a lot of people who live near the university, and then there's just a bunch of empty space, and then there's a residential area, right? Exactly. And there's a very high, like highly priced residential area. Those are all the management class people who work over the border, over the border, and make yep. the U.S. dollar definitely, and then come back and invest it all. All the in Chrysler all. GM managers. Yeah, and all those exactly, those people. dude. Dude, I was that. Dude, I worked in Detroit for two and a half years in the automotive industry. Oh, really? I lived on the Detroit side. Yeah, I mean, I it's a suburb of Detroit. You know, it's like if you're ever traveling abroad and people ask you where you're from, if you're from Mississauga, you're not going to say Mississauga. You're going to say Toronto, Toronto yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just how, like, exactly I would That's say That's what Detroit. I feel about Pakistanis, dude. I feel like if someone asks a Pakistani, where are you from? They'll be like, I'm from India. You know what I mean? Yeah, no one yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Pakistan. But you could say Islamabad. You're not going to say the, t the village three hours out of Islamabad. Yeah, You're yeah. going to say Islamabad, right? Yeah, You're going to yeah, say Lahore. True. You're going to say whatever. But like, so with Detroit, I say Detroit, but it's like definitely I live. I live in Troy, Michigan and Madison Heights. Madison Heights. <laughs> there's no danger there. Yeah. Come on. yeah. <laughs> That's the two of the whitest names. My, Madison Heights. My old roommates actually hit me up. They're listening to the podcast. They're like, oh, Detroit guy over here, right? <laughs> I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. All right? Don't fuck up the charade, all right? Yeah, dude, I moved to Windsor and I was so fucking disappointed, dude. I was like, what the fuck? Is this what first world country looks like? It's a Shitty tough thing. city to get But I had no idea. There's this whole world out there, right? And there was this big house there beside our house. So I asked my friend who's already living here. I look at the house and go, dude, is this the principal's house, right? Because in my head, I thought just everyone lived there. But that was someone else's house. Then I lived there, I finished my degree, and then I moved out of all the places. So you finished your master's in Windsor? Yeah. Okay. Been, uh, and then I finished there, and then I moved to Toronto in, uh, I think but, it's mid-2015 or late-2015. Was your master's, okay, so was your master's course-based? Because I know you can get engineering master's that are like, you pick out a, a 
a some sort of hypothesis yeah. and you try to do research and defend it Different or you just do like eight courses so i had uh, five courses and that okay so I had you defended something kinda, kind and of some courses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i always that's what i always liked uh, presenting things Since I was a kid. Okay, yeah, I yeah. Knew, I, like, I same here, you. same I here. I love yeah. doing presentations. Yeah. You're good at it. Yeah, because I was just like, people just listen to you talk, and I just love that all the time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do those that thesis. And it was fun, dude. And then, do you remember the full name of the thesis? Because it's always no, so many dude. fucking words. Uh, fuck no. The advanced blah, 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 blah. I, structural, I know blah, there blah, was blah, the blah, word blah. relational data in it. Oh, That's my the God. One thing I That's remember. when you check out. Yeah, I'm like... Relational data? Fuck you. Because I remember... Uh, I didn't used to smoke a lot of weed in India, but then I moved here and then I started smoking a lot of weed. So that whole Windsor part is very hazy and thank God I don't remember any of it, dude. I want to forget it as much as I can. Yeah, it's a rough city to it have a lot of memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I moved here and all of the places I moved here in Toronto, I moved to Mississauga, right? And one of my buddies... <laughs> that like, was a good example I gave earlier. <laughs> I was like, dude, we got to go to Walmart because that's the quintessential Toronto thing because, you know, that's where people shop. And I go there and it's just all brown people, dude. And I just had another huge moment of crisis. Like, dude, what the fuck am, am I, I doing? doing here? Like, did yeah. I just move from India to another India? <laughs> like, not only the cashier, the person who was helping. And it was not brown people. Like, it was fresh off the brown people. Off the board, brown people. Yeah, Mississauga right? uh, is a suburb of Toronto, where I think it's not the a country. Of, I think it's a suburb of India. Yeah, yeah, it's right. a, it's, Indian suburb. It's where the the government seems to put every landed immigrant yeah, yeah, family. Yeah. They go uh, Mississauga. They have like a big like uh, a jar or, or bowl of dice, and all the sides say Mississauga. 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 So it's pretty much where you're gonna find the best like foreign markets you know what i mean like you're gonna find the best turkish markets oh, indian yeah. markets Some like of it's the, best it's the most foreigners had. just densely populated it looks pretty much like imagine a international terminal a city version of that yep you know what i mean much, yeah. <laughs> a lot of sikhs a oh, lot of sikhs brampton even more but yeah right brampton's like super indian population i've never been to a brampton that's where jam easy lives baby no he lives in etobicoke no? oh yeah, yeah. yeah he used to he live grew in, brampton. Up in brampton yeah, yeah he grew up in brampton that explains a lot <laughs> lot of it the way he talks and all yeah but i uh, i've never been to brampton dude. like i've been to brampton but i've never really been there like i've never stayed over or i did an eight with... month internship in brampton the funny thing about brampton that i noticed is You see so many like late '90s Toyota Corollas. Oh yeah, and they all have their so many different driving academies. And they all just have one one uh, one random adjective as the name. It'll always be like or noun. It'll be like Star Driving Academy yeah. or uh, tremendous moment. driving school. tremendous Fantastic all of them. Driving school. It's always a late '90s Corolla and a driving academy. Yeah. I'm like, is this how every brown person? is doing the like uh laundering of money or like just doing a cash job kind of thing like are they all doing this business it seems like such a front there was so many bro there oh was, yeah every single car was a different one prime driving academy dude, star driving dude, i academy. guarantee you definitely that guy who runs the prime driving academy also sells telephone cards on the side yeah 100% For sure. just a side hustle yeah exactly like you take three kids and as you're in the driver's seat as this one is practicing they're merging on like yeah all the lane he's asking he's telling the people in the back hey 500 minutes <laughs> this guy, what do you think huh unlimited <laughs> calling to It'll pakistan ca yeah, bro pakistan yeah, bangladesh you, want, yeah. <laughs> you ever take a cab dude that's why i fucking love cabs man like i feel like when i take uber 
Uber drivers pretend to be that they are not drivers. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, like they, they pretend to be like a conversationalist. You're not a yeah, conversationalist. Yeah, you're Drive your fucking car and yeah. just move on. That's <laughs> why I love about cabs, dude. They're just they don't pretend to be that guy. Yeah, exactly. They're just yeah. there like, yeah, dude, I'm your driver. I'm going to drive no you arrogance, around. Yeah, there's you know? exactly there's no arrogance. Uber drivers just like, oh, there's just like this air of like, oh, I'm better. An Uber driver will show up, and I drove Uber for a while until my car became too old and yeah. kicked me off. But an Uber driver will will show up. listening to their own podcast and it'll make it weird as if like <laughs> did you listen to your own podcast no 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 like no i wouldn't listen i wasn't even i had so the podcast going when i was driving <laughs> but i'm saying i'll have uber drivers who are just listening to their own podcast and it's just like there's no consideration for the cab driver is not going to pull up listening to your own motherfucking yeah, podcast yeah because he's too They're busy abusing be like, his brother yeah, right, yeah. yeah just yeah, man, what do you mean yeah what the fuck <laughs> i told you yeah what the wallahi hey brother everything good is always screaming is yeah, good yeah. brother the right side good for you brother <laughs> my dad going. my dad drove a cab for 15 years oh really eh? yeah and, and it was like the typical immigrant story where my dad came with an mba from holland yeah you know what i mean like He was like a professor in Sudan for economy. Yeah. You know, he was a minister of finance in Oman, you know, like very like a uh, decorated like resume of like occupation and then they come here and when you come to Canada and North America, they just don't recognize that. that shit. Those like, don't recognize. Eh, yeah. I don't know about those, man. Yeah, yeah. We pretty much just fuck with York University. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you just end up the all the Sudanese community, community where I grew up, they all drove cabs cuz the at the time the majority of people paid cash yeah so it was like you can you know, lie claim what you, you want yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody's on welfare at the same i mean i don't want to blow this up at this point everybody switched over to uber and it's all captured yeah, yeah. <laughs> but pretty much every cab driver out there was claiming a very small amount pocketing a big amount of cash and uh, yeah pretty much what every that. server and bartender does what everybody yeah. does the whole game of yeah tax. hey not pay your we taxes. all gotta pay a little bit right <laughs> Remember, I paid my taxes yeah. bro CVC yeah. if you're I pay watching. My ta- I pay my taxes fully. <laughs> I pay extra. CRA. Hashtag Trudeau bro. They want me to pay 25. I'm like bro, take 30%. Yeah, right? Just, yeah, just, take, it, just take it and go. Go buy yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. something nice, man. Yeah, dude, dude. Do you remember the second culture shock that you had after like Windsor? Like moving. Actually, no. You actually said it was Mississauga. It was Mississauga big in that Walmart. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude. I, I was... Um, Dude, also, it was not just the brown people around. I I expected going there to see just rows and rows of bacon and ham and all that shit, right? I go there, there's frozen rotis, there's pickles from India. Because like it's a pickles, Mississauga. Yes, yeah, better, better, I, my, better. <laughs> my favorite pickle that I used to eat since I was a kid was there. And I was like, bro, I always wanted to <laughs> run away from this. Yeah. Now I'm back here, 16,000 miles away. Yes. Yeah. Give me a Twinkie. Give me some maple <laughs> bacon, bro. Yeah, and right. uh, yeah, it just blew my mind away. That is why. And the other thing with Indians, dude, especially the people that I hung out with, my friends, right? And it's it's mostly true for all all fresh of the board Indians, I guess. They don't try. They don't. We don't tend to explore new things. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I, so I remember with my friends, we used to get high and be like, "Yo, let's go get some biryani." I'm like, "Dude." Let's go get fucking that soup shit, ramen noodles, and like, yeah, no, nah, I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to try that. No, 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 no. Let's go biryani. And ninety nine percent of the times, we would just end up going at an Indian restaurant to the places we already knew. And you, I just started hanging out with other Indian guys, you know. And it just, I just was like, were they adventurous or were, or were they also trying to get 
No, they were Indian like, food. Indian food. So everybody, regardless of the Indian group you hung out with, everyone it, wanted. No to one get was Indian adventurous. Food. No, I, I, this, I just have this one friend that I did shrooms uh, <laughs> with yesterday. Yeah, he was, yeah. A, he was a little bit of uh, adventurous guy. And that's why, dude, I I had like a huge quarter life crisis. This sounds so gay, right? No, he was he was a little bit adventurous. <laughs> he was, dude. <laughs> we did mushrooms. And we had a little bit. We had a we had a little bit. Fucked, bro. We had a little bit of adventure. <laughs> he could not come. I had to use my mouth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yo, that's mushrooms, baby. That's mushrooms. How's um, the trip? It's great, dude. It's my favorite, man. It's, it was my fucking fantastic. That's my favorite. Did you have like any sort of realization? Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of realizations, dude. But you know, but then like you, what, dude? That's the thing. You think when you're on shrooms, you had this profound realization, only then to realize when you're not high that it is not a realization at yeah. all. It's just a cliche Whoa. thing. You go, water is wet when on shrooms. Like, water is wet. Holy yeah, fuck! Yeah. I can feel the water. Yeah. And then you, I wrote it in my phone, and then you later go, oh fuck! This is what you thought <laughs> when you're on shrooms. Dude, rain is <laughs> just water from the sky. Yeah, dude, that's just God crying. <sighs> Yeah, right? And then you're like, ah, dude, that was not profound at all. Uh, The only thing I realized yesterday on shrooms was I went fishing when I was on shrooms. I don't know why, but I just realized fishing is boring. There is nothing more... Were you drinking? No. Dude, that's the whole point of fishing, apparently. It's to drink. That's. But that's the thing, dude. Like, the, the action to wait period... The the ratio is it's so huge. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Huge. It's you bad. throw the thing, and I'm just like, dude, what happens dude, next? You're supposed to have two beers before it tugs up. That's from me piecing it together from movies and like yeah. popular media. <laughs> you drink, you bond with your son, and then you get a tug. On. And then I yeah. thought that's the whole point of fishing. And then the sun sets, and, and your marriage you... is saved because now your kid's happy. And now we have a six feet fish. Which <laughs> saves you your right. Exactly. Now your kid has a picture for Tinder like four years from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the cycle of fishing. That's what fishing is really just for Tinder pics, I think. Oh, dude, 100%. <laughs> I think it's like a subliminal message of how big your dick is, too. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah, 100%. Fishes it's like, remind you, me of dicks. I can't, yeah, they're sloppy like that. <laughs> they're very slimy, too. Have yeah. some scalies just and shit. Don't trust it, you know? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I was tripping on shrooms. This guy throws a bait. And I, uh, for 45 minutes pass, I'm looking at him going, What next? He's like, <laughs> the fish. Like, so what now, bro? What the and fuck? Then, dude, I go, what next? And he goes, oh, we just need to wait for the fish. I'm like, yeah? He's like, yeah, yeah just wait for some time. Like, bro, I have 8% battery life left. And then he looks at the guy next beside him and he goes, any luck? And the guy goes, no. And the guy looks at him and goes, you have any luck? He goes, no. <laughs> that was the entire fishing trip, dude. Just periodically asking people any luck and them going, nope, nope, nope. Dude, there's like 10 people Yo, there. Though, I feel like those are the moments you appreciate the most once you're a fucking old man. Oh, yeah. Once you're an old man, it's like... Anything yet? No. no. How about you? No. Uh, Nothing. And then you just fucking continue waiting and living and waiting to live. Oh, yeah. To right die, now, I'm I, just, I just hate it because I'm a fucking young, you're young. renegade. Yeah, exactly. You know what, I mean? what do you mean, man? Yeah, what is the action, bro? Yeah, exactly. Something needs to happen now. Where's the punchline? I'm trying line? to get a yeah. set in tonight. Yo, let's, we can't, let's get let's off this lake, bro. Yeah. And set then, up a uh, town, bro. I'm trying to hit a set. I saw all those people and I was just like, man. Not my thing, fishing. Did you end up catching anything in the end? Fuck no, dude. If if here's the thing, I feel like if I had caught a fish, I would love fishing. <laughs> like if, like if I had oh, to you fucking... just sour. You just sour about the failure. Yeah, just ma- dude, you failed. My fish. friend had like a like a fucking six inch knife that he uses to gut fishes. That looks like, like twelve, by the way. <laughs> that's how awful. By the my way, by, by the way, by the way, by the way, I remember, bro. When I went to Sudan, every time I go to Sudan. 
anytime anybody describes measurements, <laughs> I don't know if it's like this in every like foreign yeah. country, but they always do a hand thing. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, that's like, bro, it was like this. That's what I thought. Like, that's literally yeah, yeah. what you were doing. That's yeah. what all my cousins would yeah, do. It's do like it six inches. The bro, that's half the way down to your elbow. That's not six. Bro. I'm sorry, dude. I'm uh, <laughs> my math. Is that's not six, bro. Come on. <laughs> it's like, a, is this six? Nah, man, Anyways, that's probably nine. He has a six-inch uh, knife. <laughs> dude, that's not where you're going at <laughs> He has I, a six-inch weight. No, Dude, whoa. I was like, no. the entire time on shrooms, I was holding the knife, dude. I just felt powerful. I don't know what it is. You know how sometimes you hold a gun and you're like, fuck, dude. My my dick is bigger three inches automatically. Yeah, you know what I mean? 100%. That's what I yeah. felt like with the knife, dude. I was like, bro, I have a normal four-inch dick now with yeah. the knife on it, you yeah. know? Give me that knife back. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I want to kill a fish. Dude, the entire time I'm just holding a knife hoping to God that a fish, fish will come. So like, just stab it, you know? Bro, man. Nothing happened, dude. And I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. Dude, not a... But at the same time, I feel like if I was on... Sh- like, if I would have killed a fish on shrooms... That would, that not would have been, been a bad vibe. Yeah, yeah that that's would not, that's you would have had a fucking existential yeah. crisis. Maybe everything worked out for a reason. You weren't supposed to. There was a realization. guilt is way up. There was a realization in not catching the fish. Yeah, The fish was you. The fish was you, I was the fish all along. the fish. The fish was in your heart all along. I like how fucking Kung Fu Panda was a thing that started it, right? Where the guy opens the thing... And it's just a reflection of himself. Is was that was that not the thing? What? No, I don't remember that. Do you like, guys remember? Yeah. Started like the self-reflection thing. Yeah. So wasn't there like a? I think it was a Kung Fu Panda two where he there's a secret upstairs, on the roof. Maybe I'm confusing some. Movie. Dude, I definitely did not watch Kung Fu Panda two. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I you're just looking around. No, no, nobody, <laughs> nobody watched Kung Fu Panda two. That. What, the you guys are telling me you haven't Kung Fu, Fu Panda, Panda 3.5? What yeah. the fuck? Dude, it's the best. There's a crossover, but Simba comes along in the thing. That's, you know, pissed me off back in the day when, when I was in high school. Anytime this moment would happen, where they'd be like, dude, you've never seen Kung Fu Panda 2? It's like, no, nah, bro, I fuck. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. You don't, you know, you know you're what I'm talking about. <laughs> this happens with me all the time in Toronto, dude. I'm still getting used to it. Uh, like when I'm hanging out with people, they talk about shows that I didn't even know existed, right? Like fucking, uh, like, Prince like of Fresh Bel Air. 90% Bel-Air. of shows. Yeah, Fresh Prince of Bel Air okay, and all those shows. Knows that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, never, I didn't really. Well, you gro- should know that. I didn't, Shame I didn't for you watch for not. it. Dude, that's what I was saying to someone. Like, my point to reference for Western civilization starts post How I Met Your Mother. Okay, so, so you miss Seinfeld, Friends, you miss all that shit. I, like, I have no context for Fresh that. Prince. Fresh Prince. <laughs> sister, sister. You definitely not going to know that. I have. The one thing you I know. know how much I love you. Okay. The Carlton Dance. Did that's you the... watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No. Oh, man. That's really, a, it's a good show. some bad TV. That was a good show, but like. I was so young, I can't even remember. I like to think the acting was bad, but I don't. I was just so young. Yeah, Some, at that time Something about the acting being bad makes it more magical in my mind, you know? Uh, if it was a great acting theatrical, I don't think I don't think it would have been on the low-level TV network. Okay, it, was it, was, on. Yeah, yeah. it was low budget, for sure. These were That's not. what I enjoyed. Either you have to be extremely good yeah. or extremely bad. Right? Exactly. Like if you're extremely bad. That's why scary bad, movie is so good. Yeah, it's, it's so That's bad. That's why scary movie is so good. <laughs> and also they don't pretend to be anything smart. They're like, exactly. They're like, we are dumb and this is what we do and we just you know keep doing it. Do you remember watching scary movie one? No, I don't. Uh, oh, is that the scene where you go what's up? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That changed comedy. That yeah. was the first like 
parody parody that was like uh, actually no there was Animal House and all that stuff right but that yeah. was the first horror parody that was stupid from the get go and like the one that I ever witnessed like as a growing up you know like it was it came out while I was growing up yeah yeah it was like a mainstream movie yeah. that changed everything and scary movie too now I'm like getting older I'm like yo this is the funniest I w- that's when I started being like gravitating to everything comedy you know yeah yeah that was the first I didn't even know what parody meant until that time to T- it till scary movie exactly yeah, and then where you're like that, oh that you can thing, actually yeah. it was all it, it was almost like they were making a commentary on what was going on in the social sphere well, of the life right making fun of all of the horror movie clichés yeah. like the white girl would go like and she would run and like layers of clothes would slowly come yeah. off and the <laughs> uh, the white people would always go investigate like white clichés yeah, right, right, like right. it started with scary movie and then the, you're right like they literally Well, they, look how good this works with scary movie, and then they did like disaster movie, not another teen movie. Seven like, of the dance ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the all those kinds Stomp of like. Stomp the yard. They did like six of those parody ones, kind of. Yeah, the yard they was started real. parodying things like a year after they came out. Like yeah. there would be three hundred, and then they would do a three hundred parody. What was that movie? Dude, that, I love that three hundred parody movie. Dude. Uh, But it's the dude, same people that did Carmen scary Electra? movies. Yeah. yeah. What was it? Called? It was fucking hilarious, dude, dude. I remember convincing my buddies to watch that in theaters, paying the full For price. <laughs> and the moment Carmen Electra pulled, it's like. It's taken place like y- years ago in the 300 times, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The moment Carmen Electra pulls out a cell phone to do something <laughs> and quickly pulls it away, I remember my buddies just glaring at me. <laughs> What? Just glaring daggers at me like, you motherfucker, we paid fucking $12. Yeah, shit. I also remember uh, there, uh, they were, you know how in 300 Spartans they, they all get together. There was a scene in that movie, in that parody movie. Where it was like a America's Got Talent judging them for all their bodies and the workout they were doing. Yeah, it was a great movie. Dude, dude. I uh, wow, was that came out 10 years ago? Maybe yeah, yeah, 10 years ago. Definitely. I don't even remember. I just remember her pulling out that cell phone and just such fucking, an iconic you scene. You feeling, eh? you feeling the looks of people being like, "You yeah, fucking you, stupid mother." <laughs> this is what you brought. This is what we paid. You stupid fuck. Man, Jackass is the other movies I love, dude. I also watched them very late in my life. But I fucking loved those movies as well. Can't imagine being on set on a jackass. Oh no 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 no! That's yeah. just constantly someone trying to just puncture your ball sack. I feel yeah, like that's right. the whole. Even the camera people, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone yeah. is just. I feel like the entire jackass crew is just trying to set up each other, the entire time, and they just happen to film in between if they're lucky. Yeah, right. It's like it's the most fucked up version of improv. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see Steve O? How Who's do you cast for people like that? <laughs> you know. I feel you know, like you go to the local rehab, yeah, and maybe. find the most fucked up person. <laughs> Do you miss drugs? How about you smash your head in the yeah, swamp? Yeah, right. Simpson style poster. Do you miss drugs? drugs question yeah. mark. <laughs> well, you yeah. should read this. How about this? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was fucking crazy. I loved. Uh, they had this movie called uh, "Fuck Jackass Bad Grandpa." You, I've watched Bad Grandpa. I fucking loved that dude. shit, dude. No, no, no. I watched the movie Bad Grandpa. Oh, that was Robert De Niro. No, 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 no. Bad Grandpa. What? What is that? No, it's just called Bad Grandpa. That wasn't. That wasn't the Jackass. It's Johnny one, right? Knoxville dressed up. At, oh, that as... is not Jackass. Bad Grandpa. No, it's it no, is it's... for the people who made Jackass, oh. but it has nothing to do with the title. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. It's just called Bad but, Grandpa. But Jackass had a Grandpa version, I think. I think it's no, the same character. Are we talking about the same one? Okay. The old guy is a bit from the Jackass show. Yes. They made it into a whole movie, but the whole movie. 
there's no mention of Jackass. Oh, it's literally yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. grandpa okay, okay, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's from the about? Jackass yeah, yeah. character. Okay. Dude, one of the funniest scenes in that movie was where the kid strip dances. Do you guys not strip dances, but it's like a child uh, pageant competition. That kid actor is fucking amazing, dude. Whoever that kid is in that movie. Do you ever watch kid actors and just being like, fuck, how do you cultivate that talent at that age? I can't imagine, dude. Like, like I, I saw some movie, some indie movie or something. I forget. There was like this three or four year old pulling off lines and like killing it. I'm yeah, like, how dude. the fuck do you instruct this kid? Acting seems like so easy until you actually do it. Oh, when you're on set, you're like, and then you're like this is a huge, huge machine <laughs> that has to come together. This is a nightmare. And then you try to say your line just by... <laughs> Dude, I I did a Nissan commercial for the. Uh, oh, I think I've seen that the one that, with the helicopter shot. With the helicopter yeah. shot, yeah. Went to Nova Scotia, the east of Canada, to shoot that. Yeah, <laughs> I love saying that for no reason. <laughs> that that adds nothing to it, but fuck it, I'm flexing. Yeah. Okay, dude. There's one scene there where uh, in this commercial, the whole thing is about this new autopilot feature Nissan yeah. has, and it's a button on the steering wheel, and the whole th- the whole uh, in the commercial, it's it's a black hand. Going from the holding steering wheel position to touching the button. And that we did for one fucking full hour. Oh, wow. They're like, all right, now uh, show us maybe more fingernail on uh, on the pinky. Show us more personality. Yeah, be more yeah, sassy. Yeah, Have exactly. fun with it, though. Right, you know yeah, what I exactly. mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to cut for uh, we're gonna cut for lunch in an hour. The director says, use that. <laughs> You're like, uh, okay. <laughs> Dude, an be- hour, just like, yeah, maybe l- less thumb. Can we a little clockwise with the thumb? Okay, open and down and up. Okay, and let's try. Okay, all right, and maybe close. Oh and it's for what one millisecond, too, right? It's like one full second. Damn, and that's but still. It. And like, we tried it a hundred times. Oh my like, god. And I bite the fuck out of my nails. And my nails <laughs> are <laughs> fucked up. I had to go to the nail salon place. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah bro. Fuck. And I was just talking about manly shit the whole time so they, so they know that I ain't <laughs> <that> straight. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, you guys watch that game? <laughs> They're just like, I'm just like, <laughs> like spitting for no reason and shit. Like, just eating fucking tobacco in front of yeah. them. Not uh, even fucking chewing tobacco. You just take out <laughs> cigarettes and just empty the tobacco and just put it in your mouth. Yeah. Like, Wow, that guy, gangster, bro. Wow, that guy's into pussy. For yeah, sure. That, for sure. <laughs> Can you imagine a guy who's wearing a shirt not gay at all? <laughs> not gay. Not gay at all. Dude, oh, but my straight God. up, I bite the shit out of my fingernails, and sometimes I, I have to book stuff. I gotta go fix my fingernails. Oh yeah. So I go to this. I go to this nail place called Lucy's Nails. Manicures. Get manicures. Yeah, bro. I like. I don't. Good? I get shellac. It's like clear. What's the difference? It's pretty much like a clear epoxy they shape into into a fingernail. So it goes over my disgusting fingernails and looks just like normal. It doesn't hang over. It's not a fake solid thing that hangs over. It's just like a gel that they shape into a perfectly cut fingernail. Oh wow. And then it and then they put it in UV and it like it's an epoxy that uh, hardens. How long does that take? How the long? whole process you're in and out in like 20 minutes. Oh, that's it? How much yeah. does it cost? 25 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bro, I want to get it done. I've and never then got you can't bite your nails during that time. Oh, I don't that, have the problem of biting. Do you have a problem of biting your nails? Yeah, bro. All the time? Yeah. Well, no, not all the time. When I you're think. anxious or something like that, right? When you're anxious, 100%. Yeah. That's, it's like, I've been doing it since I was first grade. And like, I stopped doing it many times and my nails grew back fully. Yeah. So in my mind, I was like, oh, okay. Like, now I know, I, yeah. Now I, I know like they'll come yeah. back. So I have that fear gone, right? But yo, every time I took mushrooms to stop fully doing it the first time did it help it did fucking help like i grew fully back but then i took 
I swear to God, this sounds fake, but yeah. I took mushrooms again and it kind of undid it. Oh yeah, I dude, I want. Do you believe this? I, yes, I, it has happened to me once. So mushrooms now, it like mushrooms is such a crazy like. You have to be very. It like, I don't know unlocks it and relocks things. It it makes you very like I can take mushrooms now and immediately as the trip is going off, I'm by, I'm not anxious, but now I've like completely unlocked that. Uh, inhibition to stop biting. So I'm just yes. biting, biting, biting. Or I can take it and for weeks I'll realize, yo, I haven't bitten. I look at my nails, they're fucking great. I like, yo, I haven't bitten in weeks. So it's like, I don't know which fucking direction it's the, gonna go. They're powerful as shit for, with like neural uh, networks in your brain. And stuff. I, I don't know if that means anything, but I said it. Neural, I, uh, neural networks? I know the word it's, neural, it's, neural networks means. Yeah, <laughs> let's brush past that. <laughs> Dude, the first time, the, the very first time I did shrooms, I remember when I did shrooms, I was like, oh, I no longer want weed in my life. Right. I quit smoking weed for six months. From that moment. From that moment. That. Until the time I did shrooms next time. Exactly. I was like, dude, <laughs> I want a joint right now. And I haven't you stopped it back since on. then, dude. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is, yeah, yeah I do. I, I have experience. I don't know what it is, though. Dude, uh... The one super big like proponent for psilocybin mushrooms, I forget this guy's name. He went on uh, Rogan, yeah, and he was talking about how he, Patrick, you got the name Duncan, Duncan Trussell? Trussell. No, not Duncan Trussell. This um, this dude type in like uh, dude. Who... I-, I know who you mean. If it's not Duncan Trussell, I'll look it yeah. up. This Sorry, fucking podcast was incredible, but he he pretty much stopped his stuttering. He had like the craziest level of stuttering and he ate a crazy amount of mushrooms and was like, stop stuttering, yeah. stop stuttering, stop stuttering. And he just like stopped at the end. And like the, his whole life's research became like mushrooms after Which, that. Dude, my, I don't know. Like, and I believe it 100%. Paul Stamets. Paul Stamets, yeah. That episode, yo, for anybody here who wants it to hear an amazing episode, check that Paul Stamets on uh, also Joe has, Rogan. He also has a book as well about using the uh, uh, psilocybin and other psychoactive drugs to stop um, uh, like tics and other things similar to, um, you know, what he yeah, had. Like the these, like, yeah, like these, like, yeah. Compulsions yes, and convulsions. Yes, exactly. Uh, it is some kind of word like that, but it's, like, more general than just... Stuttering. Yeah, it's like because it, uh, for people with being yeah. obsessive and it's like uh, OCD, OCD and all kinds like of that. Things. Yeah. yeah. How often are you supposed to do shrooms, dude? What's the deal with that? Do you know? You know, someone told me, and this is and this may just be total bro hearsay, yeah. bro. Science. They're like, bro, mu- the way mushrooms works is they make your brain bleed. Oh, and- that's a hundred percent not true. Okay, that's there you go. True. They're like, Will I actually bleed? They're like, you make your brain bleed, and that's th- uh, your brain responding to the bleeding is what takes effects. So you don't want to do it a lot because you're making your brain no, bleed no, a lot. I don't, I don't and I'm like, uh, okay. That's <laughs> not true. Your, yeah, your brain, your brain bullshit, is constantly like dripping a tiny bit with blood. But that's okay, just like that's still, I don't like that. No, nah, it's it's just that it has nothing to do with mushrooms. So <laughs> mush, mushrooms is like the chemicals in it getting to the brain. It's not like it's eliciting something that your brain does naturally kind of like DMT where yeah, DMT yeah, is psilocybin like psilocybin doesn't it's exist not in the your same. Natural. it's tricking your brain DMT is like tricking your brain into doing something psilocybin is literally like adding ingesting a, a new thing totally a new yeah. chemical yeah. that interacts with your it, brain it's my favorite. in a different chemical it's way I have stand uh, up, uh, it, dude, it, it changed my stand up whole style dude. Uh, before I used to just stand up there and literally move around the stage I used to just stand there and do my fucking shitty one-liners and just not move around. 
And then I did shrooms. I was like, dude, you got to be what you're off stage, on stage. And I'm slowly. It destroys your ego. Yeah. Exactly, dude. It just made me like, dude, let go of your shitty punchlines. Be yourself. Yeah, that's why it, for a while I was like, Rahil, please eat mushrooms. <laughs> please, bro. I can't hear these stories. Eat something, bro. I was like, God oh, damn. Yeah, dude, it mushrooms helped me a lot. I really want to do shrooms with my father and see what's that like. Oh, that'd that, be the most bonding moment. That That's my bucket that's, list for uh, sure. That's, uh, I think it, <laughs> immigrant father-son mushroom experience is almost like, that almost seems like a a VR setting in the future when you can go back to the past of your yeah. memories. But like, that's the that's game. like a VR setting. Like the Tony Stark therapy kind of yeah. like. Mushrooms yeah. with your father. Yeah. The fucking... Your dad's in India still, right? Yeah. Do you, could you buy the psilocybin mushrooms in India more easily? No, or do you no, think it would probably be super, super heavy hard. It's super hard. It's super hard. Yeah, because there are certain things where it's like, I know there's tons of like... Um, like illegal pills and stuff that are not really policed as much in India, and then obviously a lot of heroin. But yeah. that's because there's like Russian Chinese guys trying to get stuff out of Afghanistan. Uh, so I just th- was thinking as soon as you said that, like that is an interesting and probably would be cool. But your dad would have to actually come here. To yeah, uh, that is one. I don't to know. Get yeah, him to yeah. do it on. Come here on vacation and, and do just, it with yeah, him. just do. I'm just at get... a cottage or something. That's a pretty like. Oh yeah, Canadian dude, that's thing. Yeah, mushrooms. Let's let's talk, daddy. Yeah, just have given one like a half gram of shroom, like a microdose. Yeah, like I know he smokes weed. I I found that out when I, weed? yeah the last time I went. <laughs> so weed does it get there or what? Oh, if you like, if you so my father is he does well there. Like he okay, like he's he's doing well. Yeah, he's doing well. Yeah. So if it comes with the power, yeah, there. gotcha. So gotcha, he knows gotcha. people who yeah. get him the dankest of dank you can get in India, which is the shittiest weed in Canada. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so what course. happened? Dude, I went. So I don't know. So last year. No, it was not the year before that. I took a sabbatical and went to India for three months, right? I just had enough of fucking Toronto and everything. So I went there and I went to my dad's farmhouse with my buddies just to fucking party. And he had he has like a tracksuit there that he wears at his farmhouse. Farmhouse is basically like a cottage equivalent in India. Okay, right? okay. It's called the farmhouse? It's called farmhouse. It's uh, based, so because there's not, a, there's not a lake, but you have a huge farm, right? You okay. have like a bunch of things going around. It's in rural parts as yes. opposed to in the city, yes. which so is where your dad normally it, lives. It's just in straight up jungles, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you have thing, you have a beautiful house. Anyway, so I go there and I was like, oh, I want to change my pants. So I, I wore my dad's tracksuit. And I, the first, Instinct is to put your hand in the pocket. Of I put course. my hand in the pocket, dude, and all I find is fucking seeds and weed stems and rolling papers. I'm like, oh my god, he's got the whole kit, huh? Yeah, he has the whole kit. But I didn't have the balls to ask him if he wants to smoke with me. But this time I go because weed is legal now here, right? I can be like, hey, the weed is legalized now. I saw I smoked the weed when it was legal here. Yeah, right? I did it when it was legal, so yeah, it's okay. So I, it's he's okay, like, that's okay. And so yeah, maybe this time when I go there, I'm gonna try and smoke a weed with him and see what's that like. Imagine your dad. Re- like rejects anything you offer and he says I only smoke OG Kush mm. you're like ah bro you're like do you have that uh, pink pussy THC 26% <laughs> yeah, yeah right I'm like what no yeah. <laughs> do you have that Astro Kush yeah it's like, Astro Astro Kush <laughs> Astro Kush uh, yeah dude so what I realized was the most of the weed that I smoked in India when I was growing up was not actually weed it was just hemp Oh, you know it was like I mean? an unactive version of part it. of the plant. So me and my buddies would just get like, high yeah. on carbon monoxide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we would roll these huge joints that we are not getting high on. Oh, and we it's just, just the burning them. matter. And it's <laughs> oxygen deprivation yeah. getting yeah. you high. I was going to say, that's actually true throughout Asia. 
is uh, for the most part there is an actual like weed weed. No, it's just most, you're getting high on carbon monoxide. It's mostly yeah. hemp. It's mostly really shitty weed because yeah, I have ghetto Aust- shit right there. Australian family who say like uh, lots of the drugs come from like India and then Malaysia yeah. and the Philippines and stuff like that, and the weed is horrible because it's like just all over the weed all over the world the weed sucks pretty yeah, much especially it, in, i was gonna say Canada, like, oh, it takes a beautiful. first world kind of country to get like really good, good refinery because like israel does like medical marijuana that's like super high grade same thing with like california yeah, yeah. bc like india does not have that concept of weed at all dude. they have big fields i'm sure they probably have huge amounts of shitty weed that's but... how that's how we used to dude, you know how we used to go buy weed so we used to drive like 20 kilometers from my hometown right so there, there is a tea. Sh- there used to be this canteen. Can- do you know what a canteen is? Canteen is basically like a, like a roadside tea shop. Okay. Right? All they sell is tea and biscuits and cigarettes, right? Yeah. Okay. So we used to drive like two hours to get to that place, and he had no phone. So you just go there, and if you're lucky, he'll be there. Or if not, you have to tell the guy, the the way the the shop owner, be like, hey, is he around? And he would send his the kid that works there to get him from the house, right? Yeah, yeah. He would come there and be like, hey, what's going on? He'd be like, how much? And we'd be like, 2,000 rupees, right? Yeah. He'd be like, follow me. And then he would take us to this farm. And here's the thing, dude. Like, just like Patrick said, you enter the farm, it's all wheat. It's wheat, wheat. and wheat. Yeah. W-H-E-A-T. Yeah. Wheat, 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 wheat. And you walk like 10 minutes inside the farm and suddenly you just happen upon all these marijuana plants like actual big plants yes so it's just like in the so it's like if there's a big square in the middle there is marijuana everywhere other so it's like to yeah, what's that smell. called? They, they they do that all the time, like here. Like that they, was much more popular here before they started a, using helicopters. To, yeah, and, to spot yeah, it out. India doesn't have helicopters. I was going to say the in, Indian <laughs> drug squad definitely wouldn't. The only reason they would have helicopters in like the police or the armies for terrorism stuff. Yeah, they don't have no enough. way the they Indian would divert drug the squad. Do you know stuff? about the Indian drug squad? No, no. You just said that like, called, matter yeah. of factly. Like, oh no, there's a huge. Yeah. What's if you get caught with weed in India? What's that fine like? What's what's? Oh, you go to jail. There's no fine. Yeah. Okay. So for you five go to years. Prison for five years. For five years. Yeah. What's that's just like a, a simple possession is yeah. It, it's a crime. Simple possession is a crime. But, okay. But here's the thing, dude. In what India, about? getting away with crime is so easy. Yeah. So you're just like whatever, you know. So me and my friends, we just like whatever. But you you gotta be careful. Yeah. You can't smoke weed anywhere, dude. Because people in India still think weed as cocaine. Okay, yeah. There is no yeah, difference. Yeah, cocaine gotcha. is weed, weed is cocaine, it's, right? Yeah. Heroin, coke, Everything. weed, yeah. Everything is all one. They're much more permissible of like pills and kind of stuff yes. like that that's more like Yeah, cuz so pharmaceutical. pharmaceutical. Yeah, that there was a lab the involved. The one thing in that. India did right though was hash, dude. We had the I haven't had good hash in Canada yet, dude. Maybe if you know someone let me know, but holy Fuck, we had a great I'm hash not, in I've India. I've never been a hash person, man. I just, really? Yeah, just like a well, Do you good... like hash, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I know someone. So the guy who used to work with us on Fuckonomics, uh, Greg, um, he is like a weed guy. A weed, like Shout out to Greg. Yeah, like however you want to think of it. Like he know, grows it, does does all the things you could do with weed, knows more about it than I, I've ever like met in anyone. And he went to this secret seminar thing where this guy this french guy came from tibet and apparently french guy from tibet holy fuck uh, in tibet and other places around there they're really into resin and that's where like hash and stuff comes from Mm, so they in tibet and parts of northern india they have 
uh, like fermented hash. Like they put it in the ground for like ninety plus. They years, go all in it, on their hash, and yeah. it makes it so strong. It's basically like the equivalent to like dab kind of thing here. Oh but, yeah, oh yeah. Jesus. There's the final like level. The good hash, the final old form. school. Fuck method. you up. So how do you how do you smoke it? Do you sprinkle it on your joints? Oh, the or? hash. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, what we did was you take a ball of hash, right? Yeah. You, it's always like dark brown. Yeah, you you heat it up yeah. and you like until it's like powdery and then you just mix it with tobacco and just roll it up. Okay, yeah, you mix it, dude. That's how we used to do it in uh, in China. When I used to go, I used to sometimes I wouldn't be able to buy weed. Wait, 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 wait. You you live in China? Yeah. So what? Um, and you smoked weed in China? Yeah, yeah. yeah. God I used to, damn, Nigerian bro. Dealer, Nigerians, bro. There yeah. are Nigerians in China? <laughs> Dude, here's the funny thing the about- The fuck are they doing there, bro? bro that's get an engineering degree. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still selling weed on the side. So, brother, there, there is Gotta no, hustle, bro. The Nigerian guy, Mike, I still have him on WhatsApp <laughs> from Shanghai. He used to be like, there is no work for the black man in, in Shanghai. Yeah. Like, like, and with his accent. I don't know what the fuck that was there, yeah, but yeah. like, dude- this guy was doing an electronics degree, like electronics engineering degree, and would just hustle weed. Like he's like he's like like he's like I'm not getting rich off this. Like he's not. It's garbage weed, and sometimes he'd only have hash. Yeah. And when they have hash, we'd have to roll it with tobacco. Tobacco. Like, yeah. That shit reminds me of. But I feel like, dude, if you get caught dealing in China, they'll just dude, kill you. Weird, no, 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 no. The cops just kind of. I remember seeing the cops kind of and cops. me. Dude, imagine me and two Nigerians in a park bench in the dark rolling and a cop walked by us in shanghai remember they just kind of like as long as you're staying quiet and you're not making a scene Same and you're not like threatening to them and but we're three black dudes he's just kind of it's almost like okay i'm not gonna do anything you're clearly like playing by the rules yeah from what i can tell uh, then i'm just gonna keep walking do my patrol that is crazy i had no idea we were in china dude yeah well i used to work for this i used to work in california for a little bit i yeah. know uh and this company, they were launching a product in China, in Suzhou, China, like an hour and a half outside Shanghai. Yeah. And I would go there to oversee the launch. Nice. Or as part of like, How I used to program manage. This is summer of 2017. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah bro, bro. bro. I used to hit open mics in fucking Shanghai, bro. Wow. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> the fucking thing about the Chinese government yeah, 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 is exactly. it's yeah. number one. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. African South. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so... The thing about the Chinese government is it is great. It is... So it just, good. The mic cuts in. It is the best economy yeah. and <laughs> politics I have ever but, heard of. You're like, what the fuck? I'm mad. That is fucking Very crazy. Very cool, man. Lots of expats just yeah. fucking doing comedy. Irish, South Africans. Very cool vibe. And there's a lot of, like, Apple employees are all over China. Apple has, a, like, a, obviously a ton of employees. Yeah. And a ton of their operations happen in China. So their employees are constantly there, and yeah, you know engineers, and there's so many engineers who are div who are like artists at heart, but they're just engineers, engineers. yeah, yeah I know for reality's yeah, purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would see those motherfuckers at the open mics. All these Apple employees that are like these like young kids that are comics at night that just are like trying to get their engineer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just like, bro, that's kind of what I was before I dipped engineering completely. They're living that double life. But so you're done with engineering, eh? Yeah, I haven't done it in years. Yeah, me too, dude. Yeah. Uh, my last engineering job was man. in uh, 2016, 2017. After that, I was like, bro. I can't, I can't. But dude, here's the thing. Like, I didn't I didn't start, I didn't get into engineering because I wanted to, right? I got into engineering because my parents were like, hey, this is what you got to do. Exactly. Right? Same, like, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%
Hundred percent in the same boat. And then I spent thirty thousand more you dollars on my master's degree you, again. Oh, okay, yes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I went straight into industry. Thank God for that. No, I did not go into, because yeah. I was like, no, I don't. I, you didn't want to accept it yet. No, you want to stay in the school life as long as like, possible. Yeah, 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 the school so life I'm, is a different life. It's a completely different yeah, life. Dude. It's like half. Then I got reality. the job and I was like, wow, I hate, hate this. this shit. <laughs> I am not meant for this at all. Uh, yeah, dude. Not no quitting engineering was one of the best jobs. Things that I've done in my life. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a meeting where like uh, all the people are talking in a meeting and it's like a conference call, and and uh, somebody starts talking about some side topic, <laughs> and then somebody else goes, I, "I really think you can take that offline." Yeah. I'm, oh my the god. Mo- it's the number fucking... of times I heard that, I'm just like, I got, I can't do this anymore. I do. No, I can't. I can't hear that anymore. You the know number what I mean? of Just Google fucking invites, the fucking yeah, get, right. get this, fucking get this, yeah, fuck that. And that fucking oh, did do? Were you ever in an office setting where people knew you did stand up? That is the worst. I don't but, know if you ever let that happen. So what happened was the job <laughs> that I work at right now. Yeah, uh, they found out. One of the <laughs> saw my Instagram and followed me, and they saw my posts there, right? Here's what's funny, dude. Uh, I think it was three weeks ago. Uh, my, uh, my my boss, not my manager, my CEO, right? He messages me. He's like, hey, are you doing any shows tonight? Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing. And he knows. Shows. He knows about. Yeah, he know, yeah. he know. Yeah, like he also like a comedy fan, right? I'm like, mm, I'm doing these two shows. He's like, oh, it might be a bit tight tonight. I might not be able to come in, but I'll in the future I'll come, right? Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> so I'm standing in front of uh, I'm standing off in front of the corner, right? And uh, this guy had this fucking the corner dab, uh, comedy club, the corner probably. comedy club, and uh, this guy had this dab machine. He bought out Kevin. His name is Kevin China, right? And he bought this uh, sick name dab machine. He's Asian too, by I the way. I trust him. Yeah. I trust that Kevin China. I trust him. So I, I hit this dab thing, and I just I, I go this, and just like the most fucking cliche moment ever. I I like I exhale my smoke, and I just see my boss walk in. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. He's like, hey, Rahil, I've got tickets, and he brings his friend too. I'm like, what? And I'm like, and I just suddenly reality hit me, right? Uh, that and then I go and I tell Joe, I'm like, yo, my boss is here. He's like, what? Yeah, my actual boss is here. And Joe goes, okay, you're headlining. I'm like, fuck. Then I go on the end and luckily I had a, I had a great set. You had a great set? Okay, okay. okay. So I fucking It worked well. out. What's funny was about a month ago, right, before he came into the show, I had asked for this promotion. And like I had given all my documents for all that shit. Like I had made a five-year like plan and all that. You did all, you jumped through all the hoops. Loops and nothing happened of it. Yeah. Like it was just under review for a month. And then he come, came and so much time. <laughs> and a week after my manager messages me like, hey, let's talk about that promotion. That's I'm like, holy hilarious. shit. That's all But it now, took. but coming to your point, because now he just keeps posting, my ma- boss keeps posting. Do you know Slack, right? Yeah, Slack, of yeah, course. He keeps posting on Slack. Hey, Rahil, when is your next show? I'm like, bro, you... Wait, you- in a group chat? Yeah, in or office, j- we have our office Toronto thing, right? It's For the whole staff. Everyone to see. I'm like, bro. Oh my and God, dude, he I quotes, fucking he hate quotes, that He shit. quotes my setups in the things that we're talking on Slack. I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta. Bro, stop. I remember I had, for this company I worked for, I went to China and I was there with the, uh, I was staying in the Shangri-La Hotel and we're, and I was staying with another, um, somebody from the same company who's the VP of, um, the VP of, of operations. It's yeah. Like, it was a VP level. This guy was like a fucking alcoholic, right? So we're in like the, he's just fucking 
talking about how his uh how he's got all his kids how his wife fucked up and he's got like three kids and like they're all great and he had to raise them because his wife is like a drug addict blah blah, blah. we're drinking 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 and i'm like i got comfortable because i learned you don't if you work in an office don't say you do comedy because everything yeah. changes after that yeah. after that they go hey you got any shows you we do a, a meeting oh yeah yeah, you know, it's funny that this is going to end up in your skit. Yes. Just every fucking, every, every fucking interaction word, yeah. is related to comedy. It's a nightmare. And then the higher-ups almost have this, like, weird resentment for you. Almost to kind of be like, oh, you're, uh, it's almost like you're dancing on weekends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> At some random thing. You know what I mean? It's almost like, oh, you're, it's good that you're, um. Uh, it's good that you're doing other things. It's good that you're flexing but that they, creative yeah. muscle. It's they good. get shitty with you because yeah. you're not 100% dedicated yeah. to yeah, that and fucking I am. company a, like them. Exactly, yeah. I'm it's like, yeah. no, it's I got like, other yeah, fun yeah. shit to do. Sorry. Yeah. I'm lucky in the way that my CEO, he's from Norway, right? Yeah. He's a fucking idiot too, dude. In the sense that he spent $35,000 on the Children of Boredom guitar. On the Children of oh, Boredom? It's a children of Boredom is a Finland band. It's okay. like a black metal band. Are they good so, though? Oh yeah, it's one of the bands I used to listen to when I was uh, in university all the time. So he spent $35,000 on a guitar that that man played on a fest. So he gets it all. So he like he's this trying is your to be currency already. Yeah, yeah, that the guy. He's that guy. Yeah, he he's that guy who spent He's got that money. Yeah, he's got that money <laughs> and he has got that uh, what do you say? He's not like one of those guys who doesn't get it, you know? He gets it, dude, in a way like, yeah, oh man, there are some there are more things out there other than this job. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, when, it's been you, as, yeah, that's the kind of mindset you got to work with. I, yeah, it's very key. The reason I brought this so I got comfortable with this VP and I'm like, yo, I, I actually do stand up. Yeah. Actually, I you know, that's actually what I'm going to be. That's but you're what drunk I'm gonna do, do then. Yeah. You go, you felt a little vulnerable. You get out of here. Get out of here. Well, tell me a, tell me a joke. <laughs> Tell me a joke. We're drinking right now, right? Four or five drinks in. Tell me, tell me a joke. Come on. Come on. Just, come on. Yeah. Let's go out for a cigarette. Come on. Yeah. He's smoking a cigarette. Come on. Tell me something. Come on. Come on. Tell me, come on. Tell me. I'm like, come on. It doesn't really work like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't, it doesn't really work like that. Right. Come on. Finally. I'm like, okay. I say, I say, uh, the setup and punch of one of the jokes that I'm doing at yeah. the time. And he goes, <laughs> wow. well, uh, I wouldn't quit your day job, buddy. All right. <laughs> and I'm just like, you fucking cunt. Oh my you God. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, and that's the moment I was just like, and he just kind of like pats you on the shoulder. Like, <laughs> the I can't believe like, yeah, I, know. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, I'm never like, that's when I was like, I got to get the fuck out of this shit. Yeah. All right. At that point, I was like, I get I gotta get out of this corporate shit. Yeah, bro. San Francisco is the funniest. I worked there for like almost a year, and these uh, these startups, they're always is the CEO of the startup is always like this charismatic like captain yeah person. And I love how you work for startups. You know how like have you worked for a big company and a startup? Yeah, big companies. Uh, there's a schedule. You yep. apply for time off. It goes through some levels. You don't really see anybody. There's a lot of it's red just, tape, yeah. There's a lot of red tape. Just You're just emails. a big pool. Emails. You don't really know who's anybody. You see people walking. Oh, that guy's the fucking yeah. head director, blah, blah, blah. But in a startup, it's a totally, like... Everyone's right there? Everyone is fucking right there. Yeah. Like, it's it's a totally different vibe. And, like, the, <laughs> I remember this the, uh, the startup that I worked for, the CEO, he would have town halls. 
every two weeks. Yeah. You'd bring everybody around. Guys, yeah, thank yeah, you so on? much yeah. uh, for just hustling, coming through those goals, a lot of hand talk. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, dude, the company that I saw, they would have a ball that they'd be like, this is the appreciation ball. When you hold it, you say who you're appreciative of. Oh, what my they God. Did. I'm appreciative of blah, 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 and yeah. this. And then some Kyle in the background. Hey, can I get the ball? You throw it over him. Uh, I just want to say uh, shout out to Sir, Gr- Sir Bender yeah. for uh, doing all the hardware testing. Stayed overnight. He ran all the bugs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he didn't see the birth of his child. Everyone applauds for him, right? There's a guy in the back. You pass him the ball. Yeah. And he just goes, I want to give a quick shout out to Hitler, man. That guy had some great ideas, yeah. man. What's up with that Everything. guy? Ooh. There's none of that. <laughs> you, would think, you would think there's none of that. Because yeah. it's all the most like passionate engineers oh, yeah, oh, yeah. that they have headhunted. You know what I mean? They have built a group of people that work together. Too. That is the Remember the vibe of the university, the uh, student committee? Yep. That's Those the whole, that's kids, the whole once vibe. they graduate with their degree, that was the vibe. Of, there's nobody who's gonna make that joke. Yeah, right? yeah. There's nobody who's no, gonna make that no joke. There's no way it's going to, no one's gonna make that joke. But the fucked fuck. up part is you would have this town hall, and at the end, the CEOs remember this is a family. I want to thank everybody for the hard work. We're coming up to the Christmas months. We're gonna hit this launch. I know we're gonna do it. We have an amazing team. Uh, the hours are gonna get crazy, but just remember this is a family. Right? Yeah. And then the next day, the company would go bankrupt. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's literally Silicon Valley yeah, right yeah, there. You know? huge. Just, push. So, the company's already sinking. We financially, it's already been done. The CEO and all the VP, this company went under, and they knew what was happening. But I was there for the last town hall, but they and I the know ball passing exactly. <laughs> we were already hitting the iceberg. The, wow. We were done, and the yeah. ball was passing around. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fucking. It's that the same crazy, bullshit, yeah. but they have this facade of like, look, there's couches, of positivity. There's, couches. Yeah, I know there's almonds. There's almonds. There's this is dartboard, guys. Exactly. There's free beer. It's in the 2019. Fridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's free beer. That was the one. They that is did. a huge thing among startups, dude. Stay I don't know till what 9 p.m. and have a beer. There's free yeah. beer. I don't get it. Who are you trying to attract alcoholics with that shit? Like, I don't... Bro, I, I used saw... to break into those beers. I was a consultant Yeah. at that company. And uh, I used to break into those beers and they would get fucking mad at me. They'd be like, whose beer is that? That could be on video conference calls. <laughs> and when I stepped out of the room, they'd ask one of the other engineers, the mechanical engineer, uh, whose beer is that? <laughs> I, th- I think it was a boss's. <laughs> okay. That's when they were building a case against me at the end. Oh, what were they? Yeah, because they asked me formally. They're like, uh, we're going to be hiring because I was working as a consultant. Yeah. They were like, we're going to be hiring full time. And we were wondering if you wanted to come on board. Yeah. And this was after me them leaving me in China. And I was like, I'm not. Leaving you in China? What do you mean? Like, they put me in China for m- w- weeks, pretty much. They like just threw me there, bro. They just threw me there to oversee this launch because I'm a consultant. Yeah. They don't. They're not okaying my personal vacation because oh, they're the client. It was yeah. this fucked up position I was in. And then after I come back from, I do a good job. After I come back, they're like, uh, on the side, because I'm like a consultant for this company. I work for a company who has uh, who has leased me out to this company. And this company is like, hey, yeah. do you want a full-time gig kind of thing? And I told them no. Go fuck yourself. And my contract was still going as a consultant. And oh. Now I've rejected the role <laughs> full-time. Now they're kind of like, okay, now, they, now it's kind of, 
embarrassed because it wasn't appropriate them for them to ask me like that. And I said no. Yeah, dude, I exactly know what you, you know mean. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they're trying to put a case against me just so they can drop me off with the client. Be dude, like, we I don't yeah. want him anymore. So they're like, whose beer is that? No, oh, okay. And they would ask the, the other mechanic <laughs> the the VP of operations who I who I the like I was under. Yeah. No, 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 this was the this was a different company. The VP of operations is who I was under. I was the operations program manager. I spoke directly to her. At the end, she'd be like, she'd tell the mechanical engineers around me, she'd be like, tell me what time he leaves. Oh, wow. Yeah, hey, you know what I mean? Damn. Like shit like that. Yeah, like, you you can't work in that. That seems like a very hate, poisonous yeah. environment to yeah, be in. Oh, all the worst. The Fuck. worst. The day, my last day there after five months of breaking my back at this, right before I'm like leaving, she dips. Yeah. Just so she doesn't have to say goodbye. Dude, I'm going to be honest with you, man. So my longest job I've had so far has been for two years. That was an engineering job. Every other job, dude, after, I don't know what it is, but after eight months, it just loses its charm. I just, after eight months, it just feels like you're in a routine. Now I go to every morning, wake up and see the same people again. You get sold on the salary. That's really what sells you. Yeah. Right? The uh, salary, yes. the you're like, okay, three weeks vacation. Three weeks vacation. Much money. I can okay, buy a Jordan with this, that. Fuck yeah, that. dude. Yeah, exactly. And then that just wears off. That just wears the fuck off real There's quick, only man. so many Jordans you can buy before you yeah, don't want to kill yourself. Like, yeah, man, it's not worth it. The third one didn't feel any different from the mm, second one. Uh, still want to put a bullet in my head yeah, right, right now. Holy fuck. Dude, my older brother, till this day, he goes, man, every time I see him, he like... He he had issues, so he pretty much uh, dropped out of school, went worked in the states with my uncles because he was such a handful. My yeah. parents didn't want to, you know, how, like immigrant parents would be like, yeah. oh, you go there, you know what I mean? You go back to they took off their responsibility. Exactly, they yeah. threw him there. They abandoned him in Sudan. Then from Sudan, he goes to uh, America to work, and he comes back finally does his GED and all this stuff, right? But he's like hardened by all these experiences working in like construction lots, 16 with like 30 year old, yeah. 40 year old alcoholics and shit like that. So till this day, he goes, man, I don't know how you left that engineering. If I could make money like that, if I could make that six figures like that, man, yeah. I would do it in a heartbeat. I'm like, bro, it doesn't work like oh, that, yeah. man. That's what I thought too. You know you what I mean? You can't explain it to people. Dude. I people know. either get it They're or like, they don't man, get it. Yeah. Man, that's stupid guy. Six figures, man. I'd do fucking 80 hours for six figures. Yep. I'm like, dude, you, man, don't, you, don't, like, you don't get how soul-crushing it is, dude. It, right? It is. Jesus, fuck. Dude, every day I left my office, I was like, man, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> right? But then morning I would wake up and go back again. Dude, I... How, dude, you're a responsible adult where you can just buy shrooms and do shrooms and yet I decided to go to that shitty job day after day after day. Man, I used to, I, I lived five minutes from the office and I had a hookah. At my place, I was like a big hookah smoker. Yeah. I was a hookah guy, right? And I used to be like, yo, man. I used to like distract myself with all this shit. I'd go back at lunch. I'd go home. I'd make a quick lunch. I'd smoke a coal. I'm like, man, I got it good, man. You know what I mean? I got it good, you know? Go, yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah. good. You know, like I'm just like, I'm not addressing the fact that I resent yeah, every hour that I'm in the office. Yeah, you tell I, yourself. I'm not enjoying this. No, None of us actually like this, but we're all kind of accepted that this is what we all must do. Are meant to do. Yeah, are meant to do kind of thing. It was, yeah. dude, everyone I worked, no one I worked with was my age. It was all 40-year-old engineering men, and the conversation for two years was all how to finish a basement. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like I know exactly how to finish a basement, bro. My daughter is dating guys now. Do you guys any idea? Like fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can only imagine, dude. But it does hurt a lot, dude. Because when when I quit my engineering job, so it was me and my other friend, right? We both went to university together. We got the same job. I quit my job, so he got that position, right? So now he was handling both of our both the responsibilities. Okay, yeah. So he got promoted. Okay, yeah. Because he was that. They're like, we'll give him, we won't hire another yeah, person. We'll just give him fifteen thousand more. Yeah, and he <laughs> like he bought like an fucking eighty thousand dollar Mercedes right now. Yeah. And he lives in Brampton. I'm, I was like, damn, dude. As much as I love telling shitty dick jokes, I would love to drive around in a Mercedes too. You know? Yeah, bro, bro, guy, man. When I as soon as I moved to Detroit, I went to a BMW dealership. Yeah. And I ordered a BMW four thirty five. Oh like, shit! Yeah. I built it from Germany. Everything. Yeah. You know, I went ghetto. You know, like when a ghetto person makes it out of yeah, the hood. I, that I, decision I, they make. Rich. I know exactly. what you mean. Yeah. So I did that for three years. I was paying a crazy lease, bro. Yo, the, when I was in Madison Heights, Michigan, I used to pay for my car a month, all in twelve hundred. Oh wow! A month, and I would pay four hundred dollars for my rent. <laughs> Okay. Jesus Christ, dude. 23 year old, three year old. Just driving around in a fucking stupid BMW. motherfucker. Yeah. A great car. Till this day. I love, I loved getting into that car every time. Six speed manuals, fucking yeah. fun. I loved it every time. But that, what it's worth coming out of your bank account. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Within 12 months of having that car, you're going to be like, okay, I, I'd rather have the money. Now. I got to sell my kidney or some yeah. shit like that right now or blow some guy. I used to have a fucking nice one bedroom apartment. I had to go rent one bedroom. <laughs> I had to. I couldn't afford anything. I was fucked up with my credit cards, everything. The yeah. car put my whole, the car was almost a third of my net income. So that's what I think, man. When people, so like, People who Naive. own BMWs, right? Like, let's say you own a BM- like, let's say you own a hundred thousand dollar car. Do people just wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, go, "Holy fuck, bro! I own a BMW. I'm killing in life right no, now." No, man, they lease that car. You think so? Yeah, man. Any everybody's leasing these cars, bro. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah, that's how you got in the states. They uh, all the these way, Teslas I see, they're all leased Teslas. Well, the way the uh, I'm not I'm I don't know about what people are typically doing with Teslas. Yeah. I don't know. Dumb people buy cars. That, that's true. Like, well, that's people... not necessarily the true hundred uh, really? percent the case. But the idea is that cars why always pay into a depreciating value. asset. Yeah. Why invest in a depreciating asset? The lease. It's like in the states. The what you agree on your lease payment is based on how much is the residual value of this car. Car, yeah. So this BMW, I negotiate it to be sixty percent. That means I'm paying for forty percent de- depreciation. In Canada, here they may give you like forty nine percent residual. Okay. So you're paying a huge depreciation rate. You know, like it's cars are more for way more affordable in the states. They make a way better deal for you to get a car mm-hmm. in the fucking states than here. It's easier to get a car there as well, right? Dude, in Michigan specifically, they don't have a safety, they don't <laughs> have anything. an e-test. If the car can drive, bro, I've seen cars that are like clearly post-major accident. Oh, yeah. But like, there's just enough components in the place they should wheel? be. Yeah, everything is- Is there just, a steering wheel? Is there a gear knob? Yeah. Fuck yeah, buddy, here's your key. Let's go, bro. Half Let's the engine bay is exposed. The whole front <laughs> suspension is exposed, but they're just going. And there's that's no fine. glass in the front, yeah. they're still driving, dude. It's a rooftop, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Car, it's bro. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, an off-road vehicle. Yeah. you know what I mean. Do you chill. know what you reminded me of? Uh, when I remember when I was like 16, I'm trying to get my license in India, 
and i go to this uh, it's called rto office right it's road transportation office in india that's what those are called i remember going to this place like the dmv the dmv it's yeah. called rtos in india and uh, like my father he knew some people there right yeah so i go there shout out to your dad shout out to my dad <laughs> my dad my dad and my mother are dude fucking that guy that, that that's a quintessential both of my parents are doctors but my mom is a corporate doctor she loves the corporate lifestyle right okay okay she, like she's like a principal of a medical college she loves her 9 to 5 job she yeah. likes to give you know i'm like yeah your dad's more private yeah my dad like he worked for a while then he just built his own hospital he's like i can't work for anyone so else so your dad built a hospital yeah he, uh, he has his own hospital so yeah. you come from money money oh i come from yeah oh you motherfucker yeah i like yeah. I, i have a, i've had a comfortable <laughs> li- life dude that, that is why you i told me you struggled outside <laughs> no, we bonded <laughs> over it <laughs> That, that is why that is why i am that is why i was able to do stand up you know what i mean because my parents were like you don't have to because most of the people who move here but you said you were pushing to uh, engineering though oh yeah so here's the thing the reason i was able to do pursue stand up was because i didn't have to send money back gotcha gotcha you know what i mean yeah, a lot of, yeah, lot of pe- people who come have here have to send money back have to send money I back i have to send money to london right now oh really yeah. <laughs> so i my parents were like just 100% man i fucking love that and that's so, so that gave me a huge uh, kind of freedom freedom to yeah. do whatever the fuck i want yeah. right anyway so I, i remember the rto thing i was like 16 years old <laughs> like my my father was very disappointed in me until i was an adult because i was like a fat kid who didn't really do. he was exactly the opposite do you know ian rand by any chance no uh, who ian rand is a author from the okay, the only reason i speak so my english is so good right now is because when i was like when i turned 15 on my birthday my father entered my room and gave me the fountainhead it's a book by an author called ian rand do you know ian rand by any chance you must yeah, love ian rand of right? course okay She's so it's like I, uh, uh one of the pillars of like um objectivism yeah. and she's author like from that. 1920s right like a very what's uh, the book called fountainhead uh, the fountainhead yeah, and, and there's a atlas, atlas shrug, shrug you're probably more familiar those with are, those are two of her main books so basically those books are about how everything is objective the the main responsibility of a man to the world is to keep himself happy and not others okay right so and then everything else anyway so he threw this uh, book in my face and is like you know be a man and uh, so my father was very objective in the sense that there was no room for emotions right yeah. so you're, yeah you're perfect it's all rational stuff yes. oh we're in the same boat my dad was pretty much the same it's 1 plus 1 is equal to 2 there is no room for any interpretation at all it's yeah. like an expansion of the socratic kind of yes. method and philosophies yeah. it's it's very much just like a, an individualist uh kind of in, like, philosophy you are the god that's that's pretty much it and also it's but right now my dad was like you are going to be an engineer <laughs> okay you know what i mean <laughs> you're you're not though no, there's no question about it you're going to pray five times a day and yeah, you're going to do engineering and uh but i really that. wanted to become a doctor when i was a kid dude because i used to see my parents but my parents were like nah you got to become an engineer i'm like okay and i became an anyway so that's the point i was trying to make is like my father didn't really like me because he was very objective and i was very like an emotional kid since you know not right now i guess but anyways so we go to this dmv <laughs> did you uh, you you always know your father is a you know is your father but you never really see the power he wields around yeah you know what okay, i yeah. mean yeah like and i thought he would never really wield his power for me because he never really liked me yeah, you know okay, what i mean yeah so i remember that i was standing in line for like 3 hours and nothing happened so i call up my father 
right i'm like daddy like this is not happening the line is not moving he's like what is like i'm in the stand he's like did you talk to that guy i'm like yeah 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 he's like you're a fucking idiot right he hangs up and then he calls up that guy he calls up someone dude and 5 minutes later a guy comes on the side he takes me aside and you're supposed to drive around in a car and show them yeah that, that you're that yeah, you're equipped that. competent that he just took my photo and just gave me the license to that's yeah then that, that's beautiful that was one of the first things i realized uh, what being i don't know i don't know how to put this privileged yeah privileged you're like yo i got power i'm in this not, thing not, i didn't i didn't get power but you have access to but power. that that's what you're connected that's what privilege is certainly in like the old sense is you are uh benefiting of the privilege of someone else's power, power and authority yeah. so this is like what real pa- privileges is the privilege your parents give you yeah it's way less like i think it's certainly like certainly philosophically in the bigger sense it's way more about like what your parents kind of station and like what they pass on Person, to you yeah yeah and and he all he he all got it from iron rand dude dude people like people i don't know if this will make sense but people fucking hate iron rand dude people who are fans she's a polarizing iron... character dude, there are so many people because A lot of people think she's right-wing literature. But she inspires like independent thought. Yes, and, like, well, and emotions. It's also very much one of the big things she goes, okay, so Bill Gates, no one has donated more money to charity. However, Ayn Rand would say what he has donated to charity is pales in comparison to the help he has given the world by making Microsoft. software yep. cheaper. Gotcha. So, so it's not about like... me directly help. giving money to charity it's more about you be the best you can possibly be yep. and you raise up first of all your own like a lot of it is like what you talked about about like a man's responsibility is to himself yeah so it's more like you have to figure out what great achievements you can accomplish and then you use that to sort of raise up and protect and nurture your yeah. family so that they start off from like a higher pedestal than you ever started off and from and that's what my father that's why i brought this up this is why Iran, a lot yeah. of people don't like it as oh, well yeah. because yeah. it's like very much like property rights and inheriting an advantage kind of thing of ultra like ultra capitalistic dude ultra fucking capitalistic yeah so a lot hey, of like left wing people Actually, don't that, like it but that Man, one of the best books i've ever read dude it's so Dude, this Fountainhead has a 70-page monologue at the end. It's one of the most brilliant things I've ever read in my life. His name is Howard Rar. He's an architecture who builds a building, right? But they force him to build a building in a way he doesn't want to build the building. So what he does, he burns the building down, right? So his the entire story is about he's in court and he presents why he burned the building down, right? And it's just him I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, dude. Have you ever uh, reread yeah. it? Have you ever gone back and reread it? I've read her uh, The Fountainhead three times. Yeah, last like four times. Yeah. And the you other st- one still is still take things from it, from that thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe it's just a nostalgic maybe thing with my dude. Yeah. Maybe because my father gave those books to yeah. me. And I think it lends itself one to like people like you guys who are engineers, people who work with stuff in the real world as opposed to sort of like abstract kind of stuff. It, it lends itself to people who are like practical, yeah. capable, realist, uh people who it's often Those sound like communist values. <laughs> no, it's the opposite. It's <laughs> exactly literally the, the, the polar yeah, yeah, opposite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
This she is when you guys find out that I don't bro. really know what communism <laughs> is. Well, no, and like one of the other books is about uh, businessmen sort of like fighting the government and the and so in John her, Galt, yeah, right, yeah, right. in her world, like the businesses, not necessarily corporations, but businesses are the good guys and governments are the bad guys because okay. businesses just like offer something in return for something whereas like government is just using force and is trying to order things in a very unnatural way i think if you just read like a couple of bits i'm gonna look into this yeah look into this objectivism like philosophy part of it is like i think just generally people who are like engineers people like that tend to trust successful people Jeff Bezos is a huge fan of Ayn Rand. Oh yeah, uh, like um, hey, look, you Warren had me Buffett. at Fountain Head, right, baby? You had me at seventy-page monologue, yeah. right? You know you, I people, love monologues. People don't say it in public that they're fans of Ayn Rand. Yeah, because, they don't say it because how do you spell this author? A Y N R A N D. Yeah, A Y N. Yeah, Ayn Rand. It's a, I know it's a fucking bizarre name. It's okay. A very I'm gonna look name. at this, yo. And that's has we end every episode with book suggestions. So that was perfect. Anyway, what for no, real? No, I'm kidding. What the <laughs> fuck? I was like, God damn. Yeah, that's man. what this is. Different science is a book club, baby. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yo, take your time, please. Plug everything. Plug the wet beak. Oh, pl- uh, follow, follows at. Yo, by the way, dude, Patrick, I'm just happy that you know about fucking Iron Rand, dude. I'll never, I, how that, how did that never come up on the wet peak? Oh, uh, I know. You should, you know Michael Malice? Uh, Michael Malice, yes. The, he was on the Legion of Skanks. Yeah, like yeah. He, he, he's like a very good modern representation of someone who is called like a Randian. Um, oh, there's and, a whole name. Uh, oh, yeah, it, it's huh? a whole, it's a whole subculture, dude. And so he's very much like an anarchist, like hates the government, hates control, and it's v- it's very much in terms of like individual rights, rights yeah. that kind of stuff. Just hell, man. We found another thing common between us, dude. This is fucking amazing. Anyways, I was just happy. Anyways, uh, follow us at uh, hashtag the wet beak. Yeah, Patrick the wet beak. produces both podcasts. Uh, yeah, uh, my um, my uh, Instagram handle is uh, at my name is Rahil Sheikh. I'm uh, check out the Corner Club. I'm there usually every day. Uh, 163 John Street, and we have another location at Queen and Carla. Toronto, and, uh, Ontario. I'll be plugging all your stuff in the description anyway. Yeah, so that's no need to commit Thanks for having me, dude. It's a fun time. Memory. Fun Fuck hang. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. yeah. And you got to have me on the wet beak, baby. Let's cross over, dude. baby. Yeah. We're all in the same yeah. house. Let's do it. You Yo, got it, dude, yeah. If you are listening on iTunes, throw up a five-star review. Why the fuck not, baby? It's the immigrant section. And uh, remember, full videos are on YouTube. They come out pretty much the Friday after uh, the video releases on uh, audio platforms. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tell your friends about the immigrant section. Peace, y'all. Peace.